It's Wednesday, June 22nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said she thought the Federal Reserve's efforts to combat inflation could be effective without significantly increasing the unemployment rate. The tight labor market that formed over the past two years as the economy recovered rapidly from a brief pandemic recession could aid the Fed in combating inflation, Ms. Yellen said while speaking at a press conference during a visit to the Rosebud Indian Reservation in South Dakota. Rising wages across the economy may draw people back into the labor force, which remains smaller than it was before the pandemic. That larger pool of labor, in turn, could ease upward pressure on worker wages, a factor that feeds into broader inflation. The unemployment rate, 3.6% last month, is just above a half-century low touched before the pandemic began. While not predicting an increase in the jobless rate, Ms. Yellen said if the rate did go as high as 4.5%, that would still be consistent with a historically strong labor market. Meanwhile, U.S. stocks rallied Tuesday off their worst week since March 2020, offering investors a reprieve from a recent stretch of whipsaw trading that had sent stocks and cryptocurrencies falling. The S&P 500 gained 2.4%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average added 2.1%, and the Nasdaq Composite Index jumped 2.5%. The U.S. stock market was closed Monday for the Juneteenth federal holiday. Bitcoin rose alongside other cryptocurrencies, continuing to claw back some losses after a bruising weekend. Bitcoin rose to 20836 up 1.9% from its 5 p.m. Eastern Time value Monday, and about 18% higher from a recent low of 17,601 reached Saturday, according to Coindesk data. In political news, Senate bargainers reached agreement Tuesday on a bipartisan gun violence bill, the party's top two negotiators said, preparing for votes this week on an incremental but notable package that would stand as Congress's response to mass shootings in Texas and New York that shook the nation. Nine days after Senate bargainers agreed to a framework proposal and 29 years after Congress last enacted major firearms curbs, Senators Chris Murphy and John Cornyn told reporters that a final accord on the proposal's details had been reached. The legislation would toughen background checks for the youngest firearms buyers, require more sellers to conduct background checks, and beef up penalties on gun traffickers. It also would disperse money to states and communities aimed at improving school safety and mental health initiatives. Resolving the two final hurdles that delayed an accord since last week, the bill would prohibit romantic partners convicted of domestic violence and not married to their victim from getting firearms. It would also provide money to the 19 states and the District of Columbia that have red flag laws that make it easier to temporarily take firearms from people adjudged dangerous and to other states that have violence prevention programs. In other news, the Biden administration is moving forward on a plan to mandate the elimination of nearly all nicotine in cigarettes, a policy that would upend the $95 billion U.S. cigarette industry and, health officials say, prompt millions of people to quit smoking. The plan, unveiled Tuesday as part of the administration's agenda of regulatory actions, likely wouldn't take effect for several years. The FDA plans to publish a proposed rule in May 2023, though the agency cautioned that date could change. The move would be the biggest step by the U.S. government to curb smoking since a landmark legal settlement in 1998 
when tobacco companies agreed to pay more than $200 billion to help states pay for health care. And the Supreme Court ruled Tuesday that Maine can't exclude religious schools from a program that offers tuition aid for private education, a decision that could ease religious organizations' access to taxpayer money. The 6-3 to three outcome could fuel a renewed push for school choice programs in some of the 18 states that have so far not directed taxpayer money to private, religious education. The decision is the latest in a line of rulings from the Supreme Court that have favored religion-based discrimination claims. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote for a conservative majority that the main program violates the Constitution's protections for religious freedoms. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.